Show. I'm Lance, and I'm woke with Joe. I'm Johnny Still, founder of VentureOut.com. And I'm Bo, a harbinger of good things to come. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Hey, well, uh, welcome back, everybody. Junto Show took a small little hiatus there. Uh, we all survived the pandemic thus far. So, you know, shout out to us and uh, our immune systems. I guess all of that, uh, <laughs> those uh, Crown and Cokes really paid off. <laughs> <laughs> Strength, strengthening the old body for the, for the things to come. Uh, yeah. So uh, we're happy to have you guys back. And uh, Johnny, why don't you go ahead and let our uh, listeners know what's of up. Of course. I mean, it's been a long time, but I'll never forget to ask our audience members if they can contribute to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash junto show, where uh, you can donate a couple bucks and help us do what we do. We just produce episodes like this once every three months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you guys donated more, maybe we'd get back in the studio. <laughs> Yeah, no, nah, but yeah, we appreciate you guys listening to the Junto show. And uh, I'll go ahead and introduce the show. We're the Junto, and the Junto is a club Benjamin Franklin founded way back when America was great. The purpose of the Junto was to debate questions of morals, politics, and natural philosophy. Our show's not quite that stuffy, but here and there, we stumble upon something profound. Profound. Between the geeky jokes. Everybody doing all right? Got anything you want to uh, say before we get, kick it off into our first segment? I just want to say that uh, it's a pleasure, and I am so excited to be talking again with you guys. This is a highlight of my week. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. I love it, too. I love it, too. All right. So I'll go ahead and get things started with our first take segment, uh, Hot Take News. Good evening. I'm Ron Burgundy, and this is what's happening in your world tonight. Okay, so since the last time we talked, we got a whole new president, a whole new administration, a lot lower stress. I heard that the uh, the levels of IBS in the society have gone down dramatically. <laughs> but uh, with that, there's been a lot of talk of people kind of paying less attention to the news, checking out a little bit, and kind of relaxing. So I want to bring the question to you guys. Do you think that's a good thing, a bad thing, or did we earn a little bit of a break? Good thing, um, but uh, I'm kind of... You know, whenever you start kind of digging a little bit, you always find stuff. And so it's kind of like you kind of know you're in blissful ignorance, I guess is kind of the the feeling. But you're like, I just want (laughs) to I just don't want to be so stressed. And so you kind of live with a certain amount of blissful ignorance, you know? Yeah, totally agree. man. I think I've definitely enjoyed the reprieve. Not sure we've earned it. But when I do scan the headline news, I'm always let down to agree. I'm like, oh. There's nothing exciting going on. Or I uh, tune into my political podcast episodes and listen to what's going on. I'm like, oh, doesn't seem to be anything exciting going on anymore. Which Thank is goodness. actually a great thing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Great, great thing. I'll do you one better. When I check the news, it's like I see good stuff now. Whereas every day used to be uh, uh, getting fire hosed with, with poo poo, you know, every so often. <laughs> it's like the, the poo poo the is still there, but like there's also. Maybe it, a nice, it, a nice drizzle, yeah, of, a nice, of Kool-Aid, a nice drizzle of pee. Now instead of, like, <laughs> you know, and some people like a drizzle of pee on them. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. They're out there. <laughs> From what I hear, <clears throat> yeah. For, for example, the ex-president, right? <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. He was a pee guy. 
A germaphobe peepee guy. <laughs> what a weirdo. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, the, uh, the thing that happens though, is I think when people kind of, you know, assume the best and check out a little bit, it lets a lot of bad stuff fly under the radar. So uh, for example, have you guys hear, heard about all of these new anti-protest laws that are getting passed in the States and all of these anti-voting laws that are being passed under the guise of voter protection? You know, I, th- well, I think that I, I don't even know which is worse because uh, they're both really bad. But the anti-voting laws, I think, are going to possibly just like entrench the rule by the minority of the population for for decades to come, like between the redistricting from the census and these new laws that are getting passed all over. It's just like impossible for the majority of people to get their voice heard. It's my opinion, but maybe I'm looking into it I'm too much. Maybe, you know, a different person <laughs> sees it and they say, oh, this is just uh, delivering electorate integrity for the con- their constituents. What, what, what say you guys? Yeah, I, I, I kind of like how you catch that, Lance. Like, maybe I know too much about it, you know? Maybe I'm just too <laughs> educated on this topic. So let me ask you two guys what you guys think. <laughs> well, I, I think for me, two quick takeaways would be, one, I don't know much about it, but I'm inclined to believe the uh, reputation of these organizations that if a GOP party passes it, it's more than likely it's a voter suppression thing. Um, sure, of course, I should do my due diligence and look into it, but I'll believe that for now. And the second thing, I, I do wonder long-term-wise, yes, it will disenfranchise. Yes, it will um, suppress. But the trend of society, the, the trend of demographics is there's going to be more and more minorities. So you can hope, try to hold it off as long as possible, but it's coming. Well, I mean, uh, even in the last presidential election, Biden won by 7 million votes, but if I think it was 20,000 votes in like four states had went the yeah. other way, yeah. that, that would have overridden the 20, the 7 million. Yeah, you, I don't think you can stop it. You know, it's just like winter. Winter is coming and Biden is like a white walker. He's coming. <laughs> you can't stop it. Well, that's what, they, well, that's what they told us for 10 years and then they beat him in two episodes. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was like, saying. Hopefully he's stronger than the white walker. <laughs> yeah, got Got snuck by a girl, by a ten-year-old girl. <laughs> <laughs> a spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, spoiler we, alert, uh... Game of Thrones sucks. <laughs> 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 so there. So for for scale, um, the was it five thirty-eight? Their uh, article says the push to restrict voting rights expands beyond just a few states, according to the Brennan Center for Justice, a voting rights advo- advocacy group. 253 bills to restrict voting access have been introduced in 43 state legislatures as of February 19th. Now, obviously, not obviously, but I think that of those 43 states, um, the ones that have Democratic uh, governors and or like one house of the Congress as Democrat will probably like not pass. But there's somewhere, I think maybe 23 or something like that. There's more Republican Mm-hmm. state governments than Democrats. So I think that uh, a lot of states will get these these bills passed. So, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what to do about it. Like, it's uh, definitely keep your eye out. I don't know. Call your senator. That's, that's the thing, right? Is there anything we can do? Because I, I think it's just a wrap. They want to do it. They got the power to do it. They're going to do it. I mean, I'd vote, but I've been suppressed. And I'd protest, but I can't do that either. So I think I'll just Netflix. Well, if we... So I'm trying to think of our, our district, right? Our district, pretty much where we vote, is 
essentially all Democrat as far as, uh, you know, kind of our local things. But our biggest influence, at least here, would be our Senate vote, right? Yeah. And I'll even... Yeah, so that'd be the the Senate vote for for us. But we would have to. I think we do have one Republican. I don't know if he's in our district or not. There's a couple like uh, of the House members in Florida. There's tons of uh, Florida Floridian House members. Matt Gates is a Florida House member. We've yeah, he's, he's from my original district too. <laughs> which is, that's shows. a cherry. I just gotta go. <laughs> Probably. That you guy. know. Yeah. You think he'll go to jail? Uh, I don't think so, but I hope so. You know, uh, I don't know. This is the kind of stuff that I feel like I hear coming out of like Oklahoma, you know, and I'm like, I don't want Florida to be like Oklahoma. Like, we already have. Like, I think you got stuff. those backwards, buddy. <laughs> yeah. I think Oklahoma is like, don't let us become like Florida. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think of Oklahoma is like all like these weird, like, you, you know, backwards political stuff like that. You know, that's funny. Oklahoma, Oklahoma, our fan in Oklahoma will hear this and be outraged. <laughs> How dare you? Yeah. They, they were just about to become a Patreon. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, and the, the thing is, I remember at the beginning of the year, you know, like the hope was that the GOP and the Republican Party were going to kind of cannibalize themselves and have like this inner party civil war. Right. And then. Um, they would essentially be less powerful because they would be kind of a divided power, kind of like the, you know, like there's a Liz Cheney, the rest of GOP, or it's like Liz Cheney and Mitt Romney versus <laughs> the GOP. And I so, you know, there's that. That, little, that little minority faction. Um, but uh, no, it doesn't seem like it. It seems like they're just the, the Sith, you know, they're just kind of waiting <laughs> in the wings. Also, there's only two of them. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> Just like the Sith. Yeah, that, that whole, uh, oh, they're going to, you know, break apart and stuff like that. I was like, that's never going to happen. They, they're they yeah. going to get right back in line behind whoever. And... Tucker Carl. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. All right. Yeah. So uh, so you guys are, are, are high tech, super smart guys. These uh, NFTs, these non-fungible tokens, these, uh, <laughs> you know, own, own, a, own a GIF. For a million dollars, you think that's a? Uh, it's stupid to me. I don't like it. I don't see the the whole benefit of it. But I also still haven't bought Dogecoin, so I am not a, a, a internet millionaire to be. Uh, but I don't think these NFTs are going to be anything. Am I wrong? Bo, do 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 you know about these things? A, a little bit, uh, but I think it's kind of like there is. You know, I don't really know too much about them, but I kind of in my head. I'm the metaphor I have for them is they're kind of like regular art. So like millionaires buy and sell and trade regular art, which is only valuable because they buy and sell trade, you know, rare art and stuff like that. And so I would think that NFTs may be kind of another avenue where you can hold wealth in things that probably shouldn't have that money or shouldn't have wealth just because it's a bunch of rich people doing it, you know. But it, it does feel like it, it does feel like with NFTs that it's a a trend, whereas with physical art or something physical in nature, like it's there, you know, it's there, you know, it can degrade, you know, drop it or scratch it. There's something about that. Whereas the NFTs, it's a digital uh, blockchain uniqueness to it. But that's about it. Like beyond the scarcity idea of it 
I'm not sure you can really appreciate the art of that thing, especially when I can just screenshot it and have the same exact thing. Yeah, right. You can screenshot it, but yeah. but but that after you said that though, you turned me around because there's tons of physical stuff that the value is all inflated diamonds. Like from what I hear, there's we have way more diamonds, and like the De Beers company just like hoards them. Therefore, diamonds are expensive. Um, I don't know other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah. even like cash right uh cash is a thing you know you got a yeah. dollar bill in your pocket but then they just throw an extra zero on the uh the national debt and uh to, to, i don't know for the modern modern monetary theory and nobody gives cares or anything like that it's all ones and zeros being traded across the world yeah well some people they say they care <laughs> <laughs> every other four years they they care a lot <laughs> yep Oh man. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I think that's all I want to get into for the hot take news. And I think we will catch you guys on the next segment. For all of us here at News Center 4, I'm Ron Burgundy. You stay classy, San Diego. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to the Junto Show. I'm Bo. Lance. Johnny. <laughs> and this is the pop culture segment. Uh, this is where we talk about what's new, what's happening, and where uh, we're putting our earbuds and our eyebuds. <laughs> so, I always and, the little the little packing packing part for my eyebuds. You know, those parts. <laughs> yeah, you got to get uh, the new Apple. Uh, where's your eyebuds? <laughs> thing. Oh man. So I guess this is uh, where we get to hear uh, some of the latest and greatest in, in multimedia. And I guess usually we start off with Johnny telling us what's good on Netflix. Oh, man. I've, uh, I've been consuming just like I should be doing on behalf of our uh, listeners here. Uh, let me give a quick rundown of some of my favorites. Uh, not just Netflix, though, okay? I think the bottom line takeaway, bottom line up front, I would say is go watch Zack Snyder's Justice League. All four hours of it. Power through it. That's what you lead with? That's what I'm going to lead with, man. I'm looking at the list of movies I've watched since the beginning of this year, and I feel like that's the one I need to promote out there. Hmm. Okay. I'm going to see if I can find a better movie than than Justice League for that. Good luck. 91% (laughs) Ron Tomato users. What? 91? 91, man. Ron Tomato users. Man, so it turns out the key to making a very popular movie is to make a much crappier version of it and then make a slightly better version of it later. <laughs> it's, it's an optical illusion. <laughs> um, a couple other quick shout-outs, I'd say, just for fun, uh, would be Stowaway on Netflix. That stars uh, our favorite girl, Anna Kendrick, in Deep Space. Big fan. A, uh, a bit of a realistic, you know, Things go wrong in space, but based on real science. So that's a fun uh, little drama. Uh, Synchronic, starring uh, Falcon. Oh, I, I mean, the new Captain America. Spoiler. Um, spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that one's a bit of a psychedelic uh, time travel thing. So uh, if you're looking for a little bit of a twist uh, to the end of the night, go for it. And then lastly, I would suggest staying away. Stay away from Nomadland. Agreed. Agreed there. Rough. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what everybody else is seeing in that movie. Yeah, but it, uh, it is not Parasite. No, no I, watch Parasite I, again. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like that's like a piece of art, where 
the uh, snobby people. Maybe that's the wrong word, but like they're like, oh, look at this fantastic piece of art. And I'm mm. like, uh, I'm not seeing it, guys. All I see is, uh, you know, boring, bad piece of something. So. You see, you don't understand the cinematography in Nomadland. The scene in which she goes back to the target and poo-poo's in the bag really <laughs> explains the plight of the working American. Wait, does that, that, does actually, that actually happens? I think so. Um, Maybe at a target, she was what, pooping at an Amazon factory? I must have fell asleep. I <laughs> I'm pretty sure there was poop in there. <laughs> so, what about you, Bo? Um, so, I only have time to promote one thing, and it's a it's a book, I guess. And it was written in the '80s. And after I so I listen, so you can listen to it on YouTube. And after I listened to it, I I was thinking, ah, oh, this is how culture started, you know. What? Wait, did so, you say the name of the book? No, I haven't said the name. The name of the book is The Alchemist. Oh, that book! Yeah. Every, everybody said the Alchemist was so good. I it was on everybody's little list, and it was it was the new the secret. And I read it. It was a super quick read, and I read it, yeah. and I was like, humbug, bye humbug. <laughs> yeah. So so I I have I have both of those emotions. I have the bah humbug emotion that I read from the book, and the other thing where I thought it's it's you know it's a well written book, and I will say it's um it's it's worth a read if you. If you if you kind of like the the new age kind of secret stuff and stuff like that, you know. Other than that, um, whenever I read it, I actually was like, you know, the way that he kind of presented it, it's almost like a parable or something from the book. And I, I will say that it, it almost made me kind of like upset because it's like if you go for your if you go for your dreams, then the world will just kind of the universe will just align for it. And I'm thinking I'm like oh, that didn't happen to me. Screw that. <laughs> <laughs> so um uh but as far as uh some of the other stuff you know um yeah i'd say the book is i would say it's worth a read because it's so short you know yeah but, it is a pretty short book yeah it's only 200 pages and so but but you've read the alchemist uh lance have you johnny have you yeah, so everybody's read it. Okay, well, I guess I'm late to the party. Then. <laughs> it was going around like everybody was yeah. talking about it. I don't know if it was new then or what happened, or Doctor Oz recommended it or something like uh, that. But when it made yeah. the rounds, I, I went ahead and read it and was like, "Is this? Did I get the right book?" <laughs> like, like, <what> yeah. <laughs> well, actually, I was looking for there was H.P. Lovecraft's The Alchemist, and I was looking for that book, and then I I stumbled upon this, and I started listening to it, and I was like, "Okay, cool. I can I can lay in bed and listen to it." You know, it's really, really easy read. Like, not, not hard at all. Wait, so were you actually looking for the other Alchemist book and then yeah. found the real one? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much yeah. <laughs> I was so I was like, because there was an H.P. Lovecraft book I wanted to read, and I found that book. That's so funny. Okay, so uh, if I had to recommend one piece of uh, media for the for the pandemic thus far, or whatever, well, maybe not for the pandemic, because that's that's Tiger King, but uh, of the last little bit of time, I would say it is Invincible. The cartoon yes. on Amazon Prime. That's the best thing on TV right now. <laughs> it's a story of basically Superman has a son and he just got his powers. And um, then we follow the superpowered son around and his exploits as he, you know, figures out how to use his powers and where he wants to be in the world. That's, that's my it, summary of it. The non-spoiler well, summary. I, I think, I don't know if it's not too spoiler, but you get a little more than the dad. Is not all what he seems to be. 
Yes, that's true. That's a big part of it. And that, that happens pretty quick, too. So, so yeah, that's not yeah. a spoiler. Yeah. So, yeah. But, no, that, that show is great. Uh, animation's great. It's a Robert Kirkman uh, production who is the same guy that wrote The Walking Dead. Um, and it's funny, too, because I've heard for years that the Invincible comics are really, really good. But he's got, like, these bug eyes in his costume that I hate and I always thought looked really stupid. So I never wa- I never read the comics or like or cared about it because I always thought the costume looked stupid. Everybody said it was good, but I was like, ah. Then the yeah. show came out and I was like, oh, it's so good. <laughs> Great show. Uh, so also uh, things I'm watching. Obviously, we got all of the the Marvel TV shows. Uh, WandaVision, ten out of ten, love it. Uh, and also Falcon and the Winter Soldier, man. nine out of ten, loved it. Nine out of ten, no, I loved it. Man. Uh, really? They was talking that racism. So it's funny because a lot of black people on the internet, they didn't think they, like, there was a lot of complaints about the way race was handled in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And I, you know, I'm pretty woke or whatever. And I could, if I wanted to complain, I could, but I, like for a Disney show, yeah, catering totally. to the masses, they gave you way more than they could have. <laughs> so like, Totally. Yeah, you know, totally agree with that. And I think the race content was the best part of that show. The villain was horrendous. Uh, I give that show like a six out of ten because even by the end of the series i had no idea what the villain was fighting for yeah yeah that's true they could have done the motivations a little bit better but from what i heard there was more into it that either got cut because of the pandemic or because of um both because of actual logistics from the pandemic and or because of the messaging like i think that mama donia the the mentor to the freedom fighter aka terrorist uh i think it was like she was dying of something that could have been saved by you mm. know getting vaccines to a foreign country yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. i think that i heard that both like disney kind of wanted to you know not touch that hot iron about you know vaccine uh, nationalism and also i think they couldn't film quite as much because of uh mm. logistics and whatnot too yeah. but yeah I, I agree though they could have um explained their motivations a little bit better i was like and and also they the they didn't go as subtly from like I'm a good person who wants to fight for the good cause to I'm a madman or a mad woman. It was it was not it was a big jump. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I was like, oh I wish you had like you know, oh I'm just trying to, to, to provide medicine to the people and then something bad happens and now I have to change my methods. But it was more yeah, like yeah. no I'm crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah I don't appreciate that. Uh, also I don't know if Anthony Mackey has the he's no Chris Evans. You know, I uh, I don't know if he's got the uh, the star power to be like the head Avenger. I don't, you know. Yeah, it's it, it's interesting you say because I like Anthony Mackie. He has questionable choices in what stuff he does. It's a hit or miss for me, and what he what what he appears in. But yeah, you're right. Like at the very end, with his new suit or whatever but, suit he's wearing, right? It doesn't I, doesn't nope. fill out. Oh no, I like that new suit. <laughs> <laughs> it looks it looks good, but it doesn't feel like it looks like he's wearing a motorcycle jacket. Whereas when Thor or Chris Evans or one of them do it, it, it really does look like they have the muscles behind it, like Henry Cavill with Superman. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. Dreamy. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> just like they just got so much muscles, it just pops out of the suit. Even Chris Pratt when he worked out for the first uh Garners movie, mm-hmm. um, the new Eternals movie with um uh, not Johnny. Thank you. Yeah, you know. They, they all buff up for this role and stuff, but I didn't feel that way with Anthony Mackie. Hey, so uh, well, I'm going to ruin it for you. I think, so if somebody was talking a lot, along those same lines on the internet, you know, mm. that's where I always am. 
And they said that all the Marvel suits, the guys' suits at least, their vests and like sleeves, they're two pieces. So like when you put your your arm over your head, it doesn't bunch up. So like there's a picture, and, and it's funny. This Captain America suit, Chris Evans suit, it's it's like mesh in the in the belly, like a like that picture of Jackie Chan. Because I guess it can breathe, and then mm. he puts the thing over it. And like it's got the the sleeves and the chest are different are different parts. And if you look close, like I started looking to see if I could see it. And after you know to look for it, you can see it. And I was like, oh man, mm-hmm. and, that, and that kind of explains why some of the suits look funny. I think Tom Holland's Spider Man suit in the last Spider Man movie looked real funny to me, and I think that's why it had big shoulders. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and that, that that's why it's, it's like two pieces. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Uh, anything to say about Wandavision? I know we're we're super late to Wandavision, but I uh, saw it, <laughs> saw it, loved it. Yep, solid. Solid. I, I love at the end of the day, it was all about dealing with a single emotion for the most part. I like that that, that deep dive and, and exploration of that concept. Yeah, loved it too. Um, I, I'm not excited about Loki, but it's a Marvel show, so it's going to be great. Yeah. I think is where I'm at with it. And But here's the thing. Loki's coming out on Wednesday. So the, the real beauty part of the Marvel shows that I wasn't expecting is watching it with the world so you know netflix trained us to binge shows for like the last 10 years and i love that but being like knowing that on saturday or friday morning there's going to be all of these joke memes and the whole mm-hmm. internet cracking jokes about uh these shows yeah. is great you know and it and it doesn't it's it flows much more organically if you spread it out and you know you you have a whole week to, to crack for everybody to, to talk about the same thing Mm-hmm. Than to like you know all have to come out at once like the the Vision <laughs> meme where Vision had the do rag on like that's gold <laughs> <that's, that's> <laughs> <laughs> or like uh, when we first saw the new Captain America and everybody was joking about his chin <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's great you don't get that if you put put all the episodes out at once you know so true true, true. I think uh, Disney Loki kind of wanted to space out their subscription models so that we would all stay subscribed longer but it also is a uh, Reminding us of the beauty of the water cooler in these troubled times. <laughs> I, I I am looking forward to Loki though. Like I think they have me at time travel. I have Is no idea either? what the show's about. I haven't watched the trailer. I just really? I know I'm watching oh. it. Yeah. Whoops. So it's fine. Um, what's the next? So after Loki, do we have another? Oh, I saw the. What's the next show? Do we know after Loki? I think they have several in the works. Right? They've got uh, Miss Marvel. Super excited. She Hulk. Love it. Um, I feel like there's another one I'm missing now. Oh, uh, Hawkeye. I think Hawkeye is the next one. Uh, yeah, I did see Hawkeye was filming. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Of those three, what, what's your favorite? Um, I think I'm most interested in She-Hulk because that's just been something so different and so new, I think. That, so I, that I, I like She-Hulk in general. You know, yeah. I, I like a, uh, a big old snoo-snoo muscle woman. <laughs> Big fan. Um, and, and, you, are you familiar with the actress that they got for She-Hulk? No, I'm not. Who 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 is it? Tatiana Maslany. Oh yeah, from uh, Orf- Orphan Orphan Black. Orphan Black. Yes. Did you watch yes, that? Yes. No, I did not. But I know she comes with a lot of good credentials. I think because yeah. of that. Yeah, she's amazing in it. So yeah, yeah. that's a, that's a good choice. That's a good choice. Oh man. And that uh, and that Marvel sizzle reel. Um, teasing all the upcoming phase four movies and such Oof, fantastic man if, if our audience hasn't checked it out yet please go seek out that marvel 
three minute footage of what's coming up out there and it was fantastic. So that 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 sizzle reel was so good and it like was a good reminder, but it also hurt my feelings really bad because it was like amazing movie coming in theaters uh soon. And I was like, ooh, theater. Yeah. And then, yeah. then, it, then it was like next amazing movie in theaters. And I was like, ooh, theaters. Yeah. And I was like, uh because you know, we've been talking back and forth about how we feel in our comfort level about going back to the movies in the next little bit of time. And I was like, man, not to go see Nomadland. <laughs> I'm not putting my lungs at risk for Nomadland. But, you know, I, I might give up, uh, you know, a little bit of a fever to go see Black Widow. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Oh. Well, yeah. So I forgot what the first movie is that's going to be in theater, right? Because Black Widow is going to be offered on Disney+. Plus. Oh, okay. That's right. Yeah, it's both. Yeah. Great, great. Yeah, um, so, it was, so so we've got some more time. It might be uh, Sung Shi. That's what it was, Shang Chi. Yeah, that might be the first one. Which should be tough to get people the audience in the theaters with that movie. I think. What? But, no, no. Well, if any, if anything, y'all need to get not you. <laughs> I'm pointing at you, like the Asian community. Y'all need to go Black Panther to Shang Chi movie, bro. I was all <laughs> ready to be in there with y'all with my with my, uh, my, my uh, rice hat on. Up. <laughs> you, know, say, you people need to get in the theaters. I mean, yeah, crazy no, rich true. Asians did huge numbers. Like, yes, everybody swears up and down that these you know, minority-led movies aren't going to do numbers, but yeah. Black Panther did numbers, crazy, crazy rich, rich Asians, Asians did numbers, yeah. Fast and the Furious, diverse cast. Everybody don't yeah. like to look at it like that, but yeah, Fast and the Furious does numbers. Yeah. So I say told him, yeah. Also, also, you know, if Guardians of the Galaxy did numbers, Shang Chi gonna do numbers. Like at this point, it's new Marvel movie. Come see it. Yeah. The first much. three episodes of WandaVision were Dick Van Dyke show, and it did numbers. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's a machine. Yeah. <laughs> the um, that that uh, that sizzle reel was the first footage we saw of the Eternals. Yeah. And I'm super excited for that one too. Yeah, I was, it was Angelina Jolie. I was like, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Angelina Jolie's in the Marvel universe now. Uh, Sama Heya. Word. Yeah, Samuel Hayek, uh, our, our guy who got uh, buffed for it. Uh, Kumail Nanjiani. Thank you. Um, and also uh, Rob Stark. Oh, yeah. We... Rob, Rob. Oh, wait, no. Uh, um, um, not Rob. Uh, no, no, what's Rob his name? Stark. Not Jon Snow. Rob Stark. Jon Snow's in the Marvel Universe, too, though. He's going to be Black Knight, but white guy. So what, what movie is that? Black Knight, white guy. Well, I mean, in that he is a white, a white man. <laughs> you, he, well, if, if you put black in a hero's name, I'm like, oh, okay, you know, like black Goliath is black dude, uh, black yeah, lightning yeah, yeah. is black. So I'm like, you, black, black. Uh, wait, wait, Shazam's enemy. Are, are are you saying Jon Snow is in the Marvel universe? Yeah, I'm not so sure about that. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Holy cow! Well, how am I behind the news here? Yeah, I, it might be a, a show, but he's he's playing. It's a character I haven't even heard of. It's his name is Black Knight. Black Knight. I feel like you're pranking me. No, no, I wouldn't go this far with it. I will prank <laughs> you, <laughs> but I, I would have let it go uh, by now. What's Jon Snow's real name? Uh, Kitridge. Uh, Kit. Kit Harrington. Kit Harrington. Thank you. Yes. His lordship, Kit Harrington, the first of his name, breaker of Auntie's <laughs> backs. <laughs> Oh man, Game of Thrones. You had so much potential, Game of Thrones, but I still love you. You know, your boy Lance. I'm loyal to to the cause. Hey, everybody else wants to hate on you, Game of Thrones, but I still stay with you. I remember the good times. Oh man, so he's got a role in Eternals. Oh, see, 
Yeah, but Rob Stark is the main character. So Rob and uh, Jon Snow. Yeah. Yes, it's like a reunion. I love it. I love bring, it. Bring in some Sansa. Uh, she's already Phoenix. That's true. Let's hope they merge that one over too. And Arya was in New Mutants. Yes, true. And I'm sure they killed uh, old uh, Eddard in some other movie too. <laughs> in the background, a sentinel stepped on him in one of the uh, X Men movies. <laughs> Off screen, <laughs> he's always dying somehow. Yeah, that guy can't catch a can't, can't catch a break. <sighs> good times, good times. But you know what's even better times is recommending the Junto show to a friend and rating us five stars in the Apple Podcast app. So I think uh, we have given you guys a lovely show to listen to. And uh, we recommend that you please go and check us out on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash junto show. And if you go there and listen to and uh, become a patron of the junto show, you get exclusive, exclusive access to <laughs> premium content. Our too hot for the radio <laughs> segments where we talk about uh, in this episode uh, of premium content, we talk about Tucker Carlson. <laughs> and how the number one rated newscaster in America has some quite controversial views. And we talk about what we think of that. Great content there. Great content. Mm-hmm. I love it. Dude, so, hey, I'm checking out our podcast page, by the way. Do you know we have 47 ratings? Or we're five out of five? Yeah. Yeah. Because we have the best fans in the world. That's why. <laughs> Man, I, I didn't realize I opened that many fake accounts. No, nah, I grab people's phones at uh, at weddings and, and rate them five stars. <laughs> and rate us five stars. True, true, true. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, they, they like it. They just don't know it yet. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, so thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, we'll see you on the next go round. Hopefully, we'll get back on a more regular schedule. But uh, love you for being you, everybody. And until next time, I'm Lance. I'm Johnny. I'm Bo. Bye.